This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pat down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nelson. Let her rip, H.G. Yes, I tell you much, Cedric has been stumped, stumped. AO torching the blindside blue paper once again, and uh, that's the power and the passion there of the Sumpster. Camps in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at the ABC Grandstand HQ. And before we go on, can I thank everyone for their supportive comments after the Australian story of earlier this week. Uh, Roy and I were extremely humbled by the response, especially the uh, seizing upon Roy's headphone technique. That was just a little extra button that we didn't expect. And I must say, it was great encouragement. You know, you work in the radio, you think, Nobody's listening, nobody's paying attention, nobody's doing nothing. You're just burbling away. Well, it was great encouragement for a young, a couple of young guys who are just starting out in the caper and to think, well, maybe there's a reason to persevere with the act. Uh, you know, we just saw it as a real, you know, the whole experience as a great encouragement and suggesting that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not quite sure what the tunnel is and I'm not quite sure what the light is, except I'm pretty sure it belongs to Pete Evans. Now, Sumster has asked me at the top of the spray to take a minute and thank Australia for the magnificent support of the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava 2020 Can Collection, which kicked off last week under the Tins of Hope banner. The Tins of Hope banner. Hard to get real-time data on the numbers, but the Sumster thinks uh, approximately 250,000 cans of SPC Two Fruits diced in juice and 115,000 tins of golden circle pineapple and syrup have been donated already. So that's a magnificent effort, Australia. Keep it up. Now, job keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics and, my God, Thursday night. Can you hear those lips being licked around the nation as rugby league under the new look broom of Peter Volandis, the rugby league man? Uh, gets underway. Buffs, right thinking, Patriots, God talks to me, Pilgrims, TP hoarders looking for another role and mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week went too much, boy. It is barely enough. And like many of you, and uh, this will continue, never mind what happens with uh, the codes of football, like many of you, you, I'm loving this less is more approach to the world of sport. Speaking of footwear, which we weren't, a pair of Michael Jordan's shoes uh, this week sold for 900k. Hard to imagine, but that last dance uh, film, the um, the film that covers Michael's final year with the Chicago Bulls, which I, th- I think is on Netflix or one of those um, sort of platforms, uh, is obviously inflated the price. I believe that before that they were worth $9, but now they're worth 900 k But I-, I believe quality footwear will always sell at a price. People are always interested in a well-sold shoe. And the NRL refs and Nine Supremo... Skid marks are both dragged, kicking and screaming over the line this week by the rugby league man, Peter Volandis. 
In the AFL, Eddie Maguire comes out swinging for a night granny. A bit late, Eddie. It's already in the book, a 7.30 bounce at Mooney Valley with the Cox at three-quarter time. Keep up, Sonny Jim. Uh, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. And that 60 billion... Well, it's got your name written on it. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. I've got to say an unprecedented level of excitement again. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to the man who this week inked the final scenes of the AFL opera titled The Murderer Calls, a footballing entertainment in four quarters. It's a simple tale of a lost soul who rose from humble beginnings in the Canman 2 area near Murray Bridge in South Australia. This young man had a dream. Not many opportunities came his way on the Murray Bridge Road until he met the devil late one night in Arndorf. No surprises there. Late at night, you'd meet the devil almost any night of the week in Arndorf, where he made a pact with the 666 man that he would sell his soul to the fiend if the fiend allowed him to destroy football. It's a story as old as time itself and so beautifully told in this new production. It's a dazzling show. Wait till you see Guy Sebastian model on in Act 1 as the we and the poo supremo, Jeff Kennett, who's the devil's first victim. Guy Pearce is unforgettable as Bruce McAvaney. He opens up Act 2 with the aria, I Could Have Been Special. It's a beautiful tune, beautiful rendition. Incidentally, in a cameo, the aforementioned Eddie Maguire electrifies the stiff in Act 3 who flops into a pool of blood with a dagger in his back. Romance bursts out centre stage when Tina Arena wanders on and makes the part of Caroline Wilson her own. And Lana Del Rey thrills as footy star Taylor Harris. Then Razor Ray, Mick Malthouse, BT, Richo and Lingy bring the house down as the five Spice Boys with a show-smashing hit featuring a tap routine to up their kazali. It's the 10 o'clock number that holds the whole shebang together. Opening night, October the 25th. Tickets are available now from all agency. The man who bought the murderer calls to the planks is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Yes, <clears throat> thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. As you say, it's been a quite a week. It's been a... Disturbing week, in my view. Disturbing where a week where common sense has been declared the enemy of common sense. (laughs) That's it. Is it that bad? That's the sort of week it's been. We have civil war Uh erupting. We've got state v state civil Mm. war, administrative civil war between our states. We have civil war breaking out in rugby league with referees and clubs. Not accepting rugby league. Well, they've got to. They've been dragged, kicking and screaming over the line, as has been pointed out. Remember, rugby league is a TV show. Rugby league is gone. That's gone. That's last year's model. That's I mean, read about it in the history books. Yeah, read about rugby league, how great it was. This is a new world. More on this later. Now, with the AFL, the murderer seems to have lost the MCG for the big dance, for the grand final. Mm-hmm. It's gone to cricket. Mm. It's gone to cricket. Now, you've got to remember, this bloke, this bloke, he operates in plain sight, <laughs> doesn't he? The murderer gets away with it by acting criminally in plain sight. Mm-hmm. 
and people just look away. I know. People don't know where to look. Okay. I mean, and this is happening all over the world at the moment. Do you know why that is? Because the darkest shadow yes. is under the light. It is. I know. It it's is. contradictory, but it's that's the way it is. brilliant idea. It's a brilliant idea, but he's really got away with it. And, you know, I mean, he's a bloke. Very few ideas. I mean, he only had the writing instructions were perfectly clear. Kill the AFL in Tasmania. Well, mission accomplished. Yeah. Fish Creek. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, gone. So just you out know, of the, you know, out of the blue. Sure, there's a you know a, a pandemic that's uh, come to his, his assistance and you know killed the whole thing. Mm. You know, so it's party, party, party. I know. He doesn't have to do a thing. I know. You know, there he is, just hiding in plain sight with blood on his hands and no goalposts in Tasmania. No. And as we well know, talk of the penguins in Tasmania. That is Rugby League. <laughs> Thank you first. very much, murderer. Thank you. There are always winners. I mean, when I someone's know. murdered and you know, someone else stands up, that's what happens. Now, Tamworth has uh, bid the Warriors farewell. It was very emotional. Members of council did their own harker. It was very tasteful. It was very nice. Oh, I mean, it wasn't professional or anything, you know, it, but, it, but it had all the elements, you know, they did it all together um, and it seemed to mean something to them. A couple of them were a little bit teary. The, a lot of the warriors were teary. A lot of the warriors didn't know where to look. Anyway, the, uh, the, the warriors are now Terrigal bound. That's on the central coast of New South Wales. I hope the Terrigal community are just as welcoming as the Tamworth community has been. Uh, with the Warriors, there's, uh, I've heard no reports uh, whether the uh, Central Coast Council did a haka to welcome the Warriors. I don't know. I don't, I don't know with the. I don't know who the mayor is there at the Central no. Coast. I, I didn't hear of any mayor dressing up as a, a, a warrior or a, you know, anything like that. But presumably that's happened, and I just hope Terrigal Terrigal open up their hearts, and Graham Park will be the new home ground uh, for the Warriors. Um, and interestingly, Paul Gallen, former uh, uh, international player and uh, boxer, of course, and uh, former Cronulla stalwart, he's promised to, or threatened, offered to come out of retirement to join the Warriors uh, should they become a little player challenged because they'd lost a couple of players earlier on through injury who weren't able to make it, so their squad's down a little bit. Um, so that's a terrific thing. It and, is. And that's I would very encourage, generous. yes, any other players. You know, Greg Inglis, I know he's off to uh, Warrington. Uh, Warrington, the Warrington Wolves, I think it might be. Uh, he might think again and think maybe he could be a warrior as well. How about Anthony Watmo? What about Anthony Watmo, who we just learned has uh, become Sold a property house. developer? Yes. Can I suggest another name? Mm. Hopawade? Oh, yeah, any of them. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Any of them. I mean, that'd draw a crowd if it was possible to draw a crowd. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Japan's Sun Wolves, this is very sad news, they're not able to join the Australian Super Rugby Series. So this is the Super Rugby Series, so it's, it's just five teams now. That's the, <laughs> the, the Reds, the Waratahs, the Brumbies, the Melbourne Rebels and uh, the Western Force, although we don't know if the Western Force have been formally invited yet. We don't know if the letter has arrived. I know mail's a little bit slow at the moment with only delivery every second day. But let's hope that uh, the new broom at Rugby Australia has got that letter off to the Western Force. Um, but it means there's going to be a buy every week for some mm, team. team. 
which is very disappointing for mm. fans. It's it's unfulfilling. And I'm wondering if we need to have a sort of barbarian team, Ooh, a, a, a sort of... Uh, Pick-up squad. Yes, country Australia or rural and regional oh. Australia or an Anzac team. You know, former players who were still pretty fit, Watmo style, uh, gal style, who might get together just every week and you pick your finest 15 and they, they're part of the comp so everyone's got someone to play. Rural and, and, Australia. Yeah, rural and regional Australia. What do you think? That's brilliant. And what happens if they win the comp? Well, they've won the comp and and they might go on to, you know. Beat Scotland. Yes. Six Nations plus rural and regional Australia. Now it's got a... It's got a real ring ring to to it. it Now, now I'm quite happy to help organise this. Let's say Concord Oval next Sunday. Any players who are interested? Turn up. Turn up. Yeah. And let's just see who we've got. Yeah. You know, how, what sort of team we could get together? I mean, I'm not going to coast or anything. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to be You're a, a conduit. A facilitator. Facilitator. That's all. And you might have a phone that you could get onto, yep. say, Buddy or Freddie or yes. who's not there. Yes. You might be able to pull on the boots again. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm suggesting some sort of app, HG, a rugby app, app. so that players who are, you know, back in training, feeling all right, think, oh, well, I might join the whatever they're going to be called, the Rural and Regional Australian Anzacs. Wow. Rural and regional Australia Anzacs. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? I'd love to get a talk from Brendan Nelson. Yes, to fire them up. Yeah, yeah. You could read a letter from a dig to begin with, something like that, and the players would get get out there. Who are we playing? Western Force? Go, Go, you Anzacs! (laughs) OTT! Composure, Anzacs! Composure! Anyway. Uh, Nick Politis calls on the NRL draw. Well, he, he, he's, he's refusing to call it a draw. I understand that. Uh, and I understand that too. He's calling it a TV schedule. Of course it is! It's rugby league! It's, it's just It's a TV show, dude! Get with it! I mean, these old-fashioned ideas. I mean, where are these people coming from? Head in the sand, hmm. pretending that 2020 hasn't happened. It is. Reality has come up and it's grabbed you by the crew itself, fella. Polites, you lost his model. Look at Volandis. That's the future, dude. Now, Port Power. Yeah? Well, it is the future. I know, I don't. The future's rugby. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't get me started. I know, I know. Now, Port Power are not happy to be sharing... Gold Coast facilities with the Crows. Fair enough. Fair well, how much enough. Feel? Yeah. Look, this could really unravel. Well, remember the Ramsgate Hotel in 2002? It did. That went I off. Mean, it went off. I mean, it, and it's it still off. going off. People, people, people still talk about it. People haven't forgotten. Yeah. People haven't forgotten. Crows haven't forgotten. Power mm. haven't forgotten. Just you don't... know, Koshy hasn't forgotten. None of them have forgotten. Koshy will never forget. Koshy will never forget that. Oh, no, no, no. You know, they've got <laughs> nap. The yep. Port Power players have an app that yeah. alerts them to any crow in the vicinity. I know, I heard about that. Yeah, I know. All well, their apps are going to be going off when they get on the Gold Coast. <laughs> but they'll know where to go to get a blue. Next door. That's what I'm seeing. Next door, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this could really unravel in a very unattractive or oh, terrific way, depending on how you view it. Now, uh, Warney is at war with the memory of Steve War. Oh, God. Now, look, 
Stephen War, HG, we know Steve quite well. He's without doubt probably, well, I think he is our most successful test captain mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Terrific bloke, terrific mm-hmm. fella. Remember that tree to stump session? He got that ton at the SCG. I do, I do. You and I were there. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah. It was motion. an extraordinary thing. Yeah. Extraordinary thing. Now, I think the worn thesis is that because he was involved in so many runouts, <laughs> he's the most selfish player that ever played. I mean, God almighty. Why, that's... Won't he have a look in a mirror? I know. I know. Hey? I know. I know. Please. I know. What it goes back to is some incident that happened in Barbados, uh, Australia v West Indies, when Warren's shoulder my was presumably broken or certainly disturbed in such a way that he wasn't able to bowl very well and he was dropped mm. and he's never forgiven. Uh, Australia won that test incidentally and I think that might have been the test where Stephen Moore scored 200. Remember Fat Cat Ritchie running oh, over Frank and slipping Ca- oh, over? Slipping Fat over Ca- in the mud? And then War had the prisoner of mine saying, what are you doing out here? Yeah, Fat what are you Ca- doing? Fat Cat, off you go, you know. But what I would say about that innings, no selfishness about it. No. It was about the team. The team, and this is what Warren forgets. Anyway, it's unedifying is what I'm saying. It is. It's unedifying. And my advice is, Warney, shut up, move on, think about something else. Think about rugby league, maybe. Now, just finally, she was bang, bang, Mackenzie set up by the PM's office. It looks as if she probably was. Uh, she made recommendations. This is sports rorts. Yes. Went to the PM's office and it was all changed and she had to accept that. And where the opprobrium, that's what appears to have happened. So uh, she's been a much maligned figure. Uh, I mean, I've always got on with Shotgun pretty well. With Bang Bang, she's always been, oh, well, I hate to say it, a straight shooter. That goes without saying. Um, But I think... uh, Remember that report she got... She she was thrown under the bus, basically. She was. Remember that excellent report she got together? I think it was an online survey. Yes. Which revealed that shooting people are the most... you know, yes. evenly balanced people in the community. They are. They hardly have any health problems. They are. They, they're yes. terrifically yes. engaged That's by right, the environment that they're in. Yep. yep. And the just... most trustworthy Australians are those with a gun under the bed. Make of that what you will. The AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy, look, t- picking up a comment you made there in your opening remarks. Now, mm. the uh, Peter Valanders, yep. the man who's created Rugby League, yeah. uh, the objective is to have free-flowing game of Rugby League, I'll speak, yeah. uh, that is not all about defence. We're in the entertainment business and I have a very loud message I got from the broad... That was the very loud message I got from the broadcasters, uh, that we- is we're not as attended- entertaining as we once were. Now... I'd like to ask your thoughts on the golden age of entertainment and rugby league. Sure. Now, last year in the final series, there was a game between Parramatta and I think it was the Broncos, and it ended up being something like 60 to nil in Parramatta's favour. Yep. Now, if you're a Parramatta supporter, h- how much more entertainment can you handle? Yeah. I mean, is that what Volandes is suggesting? Rugby league will be scores like that. Yep. Uh, I mean, we could probably go through and tip the uh, round. Yeah. Uh, and try and suggest some of these scores uh, mm. that are going to be incredible numbers. Yep. Is that what you think? People just want scores? Yeah. Want runs on the board, points? Mm. Look, it's a superficial view, I, I, I think, HG. Um, in my experience, people love seeing good defence. 
They they love seeing what I call ruck work. That that's your purist, I should say. Your purist. Your purist knows what's going on in a ruck and how difficult it is to hold someone down for just that extra few seconds to allow ref- your defence to reset. To reset. And that that's the great skill. And, and people appreciate that sort of beauty. Now, if that kind of beauty is going to be robbed of the game, then, then I think a great feature of the game is going to be robbed. It's going to be as, as I've mentioned before, how Super League became, which was just attack, 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 six again, yeah, you go and off you go, no holding down, yeah, two in the tackle, back you get, all da da da, unwatchable. You might as well go back to unlimited tackle. Unwatchable, yeah. Now, can I ask, uh, and you've tutored me this in this, that defence is a, a wonderful aspect of rugby league. Yes. Uh, which is often, as you put it, put it that way, unappreciated. When you get six again with them, you know, and you're yeah. a metre out from the line, yeah. that's when the Anzac spirit comes to the fore. Yeah, it does. You know, this attack, attack, attack. I mean, we, mm. we forget that Gallipoli we lost. Yeah, we did. We did. We you did. know, people forget yeah. that. We, yeah, we didn't yeah, win yeah, at Gallipoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, and I, I just hope that, you know, that when people, you think of the great images of football, mm. you know, I, I, I love seeing a bloke with someone around his legs, someone in his middle, someone putting something up his... Date. Date. Sending the oyster around, south. Someone around the neck. Yeah, sending an oyster uh, south. Yeah, sending an oyster south and someone grabbing an eye. Yeah. You know, all in the one... In the moment. One, one moment, captured. I mean, that that's the Antac spirit, isn't but what's it? I mean, that's be- what's beautiful. What's even better is the player struggles on yeah. and gets a try. Yeah, that's right. Often can, can drag people over the line, kicking and screaming. screaming. Uh, I mean, isn't that what we want? Yeah, it is. We want a, 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 a big bloke totally committed, you know, with his ear torn off, you know, shorts down around his ankles, bits of him exposed that might cause embarrassment in a different context. But having the presence of mind to get that bloody ball over the line. The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney, and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Uh, Roy, uh, <clears throat> look, that uh, match against the Parramatta on 60 nil, I think, was followed by a match against the Storm yep. where they lost 22 nil. Yeah. Now, yeah. How, how can you bet on that? Well, I mean, I wasn't thinking of that. No, I mean, I was thinking of the entertainment. All of a sudden, yeah. Parramatta supporters had a dream mm. that they might be able to win another week. Yeah, not that week, and then the next week they get completely towed up. It's an eighty-point difference. Yeah, I mean, is that entertain? Is that entertainment? Well, it is entertainment, but it looks as if it's a confection, doesn't it? It does. It, it doesn't look real. Now. Uh, look, it's been a big week for the AFL and, as you point out, this is a problem that the Crows and the Port Power, God, I hope they can get in a minute. Look, I'd, I'd love to get somebody from the United Nations in there and help solve these problems, mm. say a, uh, a series of peacekeepers. Uh, what a sort the, of butrus, butrus, carly type. Indeed, indeed, in there yeah. with a, you know, a, a sort of roving commission to keep peace down. Yes. Now, uh, one thing that worries me is, am I right in thinking is there... The, the tea leaves seem to suggest there might be a showdown yeah. in Adelaide before the team set off to I bash each other right. up in the accommodation. If they can find enough umpires. Correct. I think that might be the uh, fly in the ointment at the moment, HG. Now, can I raise a separate issue? Is that the 
AFL, unlike the rugby league, the rugby league knows it's got to entertain and it's sort of accepted that yep. role. Yep. The uh, Eddie Maguire has called for the footy industry, that's the AFL, to rip off its multiple band-aids and start again, urging the AFL not to waste the coronavirus crisis and to work hard to boost its relevance among right. society. Now, start again? And relevance among society. Where's this bloke living? What is going on here? Now, I'm trying I mean, if, it, if that sort of thought or thinking or talk came from the murderer, you'd completely understand it. Exactly. That's what worries me is that somehow, mm. I don't know, he's currying favour with the murderer. Anyway, yeah. Uh, there yeah. was a bit of a virtual roundtable that had Peter Volandes, et cetera, involved. Mm. And Maguire said the AFL now had a golden opening uh, to implement strong strategic pillars to ensure the game's long-term health. Hang on a minute. What's wrong with it? I thought, I thought the game was in terrific shape. I mean, that, that final last year, I mean, who could have been disappointed by that? Richmond, yeah. I think they won by almost a record margin. They did. Entertainment all round. Yeah, for Richmond fans, you know, they, they absolutely loved it. Couldn't you know, have been we're happier. from Tiger Town, yeah. sing the rest yourself. Yeah. I mean, it was just fantastic. We've got an opportunity now. Yes. There's things that we've not done because it's just too hard. Hang on a minute, what's this? What, do you, what, what, what sort of talk is this? See... Okay, let's take a, a thing okay. that you well, and I Well, we know what's been... happened. We know, we've talk, talked about this. We've been blue in the face. <laughs> There's been no leadership. I know. You've allowed... had the I... murderer and people say, why is he called the murderer? Because he's killing the AFL! <laughs> Can I ask? And when the murderer's not there with the leadership, the mice will play. Yes. Of course they will. So everybody's on the church. Of course they will. Anyway. Eddie... so you get clubs, you know, clubs hating clubs. War of words breaks out. Next thing you know, players are turning up at a pub. Players find out. Other players turn up at the pub. Then you've got a bit of a brouhaha. Police coming. Police come. Bad headlines oh, in the paper. Now, Lord. And now you've got the Gold Coast, the Gold Coast. I mean, the police are going to have their hands full of the I Gold know. Coast. It's really schoolies. Are they resourced enough up there? Yeah. It'll be schoolies all over again times about oh, 90. Times a million. Now, we've got an opportunity there's things we, uh, we've we not done because it's just too hard. Now we can look at it. I think it, that goes right back to the juniors and get everything right. Now, get everything let me right. Now, can I just raise an issue with you here? You, I've been an advocate for an increase in the score for hitting the point, hitting the upright. Mm. At the moment, you get one point for hitting the upright as a miss at the goal. Sure, it I should think be 10 points, shouldn't thanks. it? It's extremely difficult. I'm open to suggestions yeah. about what it should be. Yeah. I've even suggested as far as 13 points if you can hit the upright yep. as the goalpost. Sure. Um, now, Wouldn't it be lovely to have a small target on one of the goalposts? A ding a ling. And if you hit that, yeah. It goes off. Well, game's over. You win. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've been. I think what we've been doing is putting a band aid on a band aid on a band aid. Oh, right. right. Now you can rip them all off and say, right. What is it we want the game to look like in the next ten years? How do we integrate women's football as opposed to just adding it on? How do we integrate it properly? Where do we take it to? Dear. Now. He says here, um, we know we need to have cash reserves, obviously, future fund. We just can't go spending all the time. We want to make our athletes the best paid athletes. So what does that mean? Is that a list of 45 or 50 or would he go to 35? These oh, Lord, these are all things that need to be done. Then he comes to the bottom line. Yeah. The bottom line is we, when you turn the AFL footy on in June 11, you want to make sure you know that it's Collingwood playing Richmond. The first thing you want to see is black and white stripes and yellow and black sash. See, oh. I mean, how old school he forgets merchandise. Okay, so revolves for a, okay, all right. Well, what's he saying here? We rip the band aids off, and 
begin the begin it all again so that it's going to be perfect. But what he's really saying is take the Band-Aids off and hope that it's back like it used to be. Is that yeah, I think back like it used to back be. Back like it used to be. Yeah, okay. So Is that he wa- what he wants? He wants people to wear. Okay, what he wants to take it back to what we'd call the VFL. <laughs> Waverly. Yeah. Mm. So that there's Which no AFL anymore. Okay, so this is weird that they, he doesn't get the idea that when clubs change their jumpers, you know, it's usually a merchandising wheeze. Yes. As much as something from head office of comes it is. down. You know, anyway, but you, you also want to know the game resembles something like you've grown up. Oh, where oh, is he living? See, growing where is up he living? with. See, it's 50 years ago since yeah. you were a kid, Ed. Yeah. And that, it's a, and that it's the passion for the ball, the passion to win for your team, and all these things. But oh, don't change. Lord. This is a word salad. A word salad. <laughs> and this is what happens. When there is when there's a vacuum. Now it comes to the your point here. Can mm. I point out your point? This mm. is again apropos of the vacuum. Yeah. Having said that, shortening the quarters. I don't think you can actually ask people to spend four hours at the football these days going there in the middle of a Saturday afternoon on a weekend. I mean, oh dear, oh dear. So whether or not that means you'd go Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night and make it entertainment, that's a part of the, an entertainment offering as well as sport. Hang on a minute. Where's he going Where here? is he going here? Well, I mean, is he, he on drugs? Is he on drugs? He's this, got the this... Veronica's coming out and doing a couple of numbers. Yes. And then followed by, I don't know, well, Guy Sebastian. what does Sebastian. he want? Two 10-minute halves? I suppose so. Because that would take, by the time you park the car, yeah. get to your you, seats. You could be back home within an hour. <laughs> and then his is final point. what he point, wants? Let, wait for it. We're competing against movies. We're competing against Netflix. Yeah. We're competing against concerts. We're competing against people who go to the restaurants. We have to make it so it fits into people's lifestyle these days yes. as opposed to what we used to have in the past, and that is we devote ourselves to the game. The game's got to be part of people's lives. Hang on a minute. Uh, people have defined their lives. You know, people painted their houses in the wee and the poo they because did. they supported Hawthorne. They did. People had kids named after, say, yes. Joe, well, I've got to think Joe Watson because yeah, they love sure. Joe Watson playing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah. people have committed themselves to following the Bulldogs and that's not just one generation, that's generation after generation yeah. after generation having a dream yes. that the Bulldogs yes. would one day win the flag, which they did a couple of years ago and right. brought so many, so much pleasure, Roy. Yeah. So much pleasure. These are people who had donated their lives. They're beanie, more beanies than teeth people. I know, I know. Would buy know. the new jumper every year. But, uh, would HG, contribute to the club. Actually, what you're talking about is sport as religion, yeah. as a faith, yeah. aren't you? And in many ways, uh, Eddie sort of does have a point. You know, religions have had to lift their game. You know, you can't just uh, expect people to come, sit down as a congregation, someone waddles out and speaks in Latin for an hour and a half. It just won't work. Won't cut it anymore. So in the Catholic Church, they had to make some changes. They had to turn the priest around so that he faced the congregation rather than had his back to them all the time and they introduced the acoustic guitar. Now, <laughs> historians will, and of course use the vernacular. Use yeah, like English or French English or English or French or whatever, yeah. you know, uh, to, to get rid of the, the Latin. Uh, but it, it robbed the service of mystery. What the, you know. I'm talking about. It robbed it of mystery mm. uh, but sort of made it more... Entertaining, I suppose, is what he's getting at. Now, th- there are winners and losers. When, when you take the religion uh, no, out of that. it and p- bump up the entertainment, sure, you get a short-term win but not a long-term victory. 
Now, I, I, I think what the AFL has got to do is to go back and see what it was that made people feel a religious obsession about their team. Whoa! Right? So once you achieve that, then it doesn't matter how boring the game is, people will still believe it. Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, apropos of your point last night, and Friday night, normally I watch the footy, but it's not on, obviously, like uh, the rest of the people had to roam around and find something else to do. Yep. And uh, Did you never... watch Escape to the Country or something? I... <laughs> hasn't that show? That's got legs, hasn't got it? legs, hasn't oh, it? That's I mean, fantastic. Do you know sometimes I watch the English version of that? Oh, it's much better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, quality, I've seen that. High yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love it when, they, when they've got to know, what do you think it's worth? Yeah. Put a, oh, and you think, God, is it going to be... Four hundred and sixty thousand pounds, or four hundred and sixty-five thousand, and families, you know, get, get involved. involved. Everyone yeah. shouts out their yeah. own, their, their own. It's fantastic, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, apropos of your religious comments. Oh yes, um, I was watching a, a Netflix doco last night on the Church of Satan in America. Oh yes, uh, how's it going? The Church it's of Satan going really well. Is it reopening no. this weekend? Is no. the <laughs> President's uh, <laughs> encouraging them to do? I think so. It's a great it's, idea, isn't it? Originally I thought it was a sort of like a spoof. Yes. Uh, but it's not a – and I apologise to the Church of Satan in America. Right. Um, they see themselves as, you know, they do all sorts of good work involving uh, looking after highways and the beach and tidying up after other people oh, who okay. make messes and stuff like that. Yes. It's a really, uh, you know, I suppose Satan got a bum rap and we're here, here to help him improve oh, his image. Oh, right. So, so what, he's been much maligned much by maligned. history. Much maligned by history. Right. Wasn't there – I'm not sure where Where did the best comes. bad press come from, though, HG, for the for Beelzebub? Well, I think that at one point you had to remember, of course, mm. the religion, as you were talking about before, mm. had to invent things to draw people in. Oh, yes. So hell became something that you didn't want to get involved with, but you would avoid hell if you went to church. Yes. And then this, this of course, sure. began merchandising all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, I, I, think I, the yeah, I suppose the going. genesis is, is you want ordered society, you want good behaviour. Right. Now, what I was trying yeah. to get to, don't get bogged down in, no. in the religious no. issues. No. What I was taken by was here I am, I'm watching a religious program mm. when I should have been watching, you know, a celebration of my own religion. Footy. Ah, yes. Now, then it comes to the question of the 10-minute well, Which quarter. would have been more in, more entertaining, HG, seeing, say, the Richmond Tigers. Play Collingwood. Play Collingwood, winning by, say, 60 points going into the fourth quarter, or this show on Satan. The, the Church of Satan, which was more which was more enjoyable. Sadly, uh, the Church of Satan. I mean, yeah, Eddie's, well, got a, no. Eddie's got a point, isn't yeah. he? But then I thought the ten minute halves yeah. and only two halves. Yeah. I could watch both. Now oh. that's the thing that I think is the new thing that Eddie's trying to get to. Okay, so you have a big screen, say at the MCG. <laughs> With a show with, on with, with, Yeah. So what happens is you get the Veronicas out early, you get Guy Sebastian there sure. seeing a couple of, you then know, you classics. Then you the first quarter, the first then you quarter. go to the first part of, of Satan the, the documentary. The, yeah, the, the, the Church of Satan. Whoa, that's entertainment, isn't it? 
Now, before we well, leave that there for a minute, because yes. we do have a prize to give away. Oh, yes. This is a fantastic prize, the poster pack, yeah. uh, featuring uh, Roy and HG's uh, posters that were developed for the Sydney Olympics almost 20 years ago. And, and gee, it's not long now, Roy, before we'll be celebrating the exact date 20 years ago when yes. we started yeah. uh, the dream. Anyway, the uh, fabulous, fabulous poster there. And, of course, the Ice Dream poster as well. So it's a poster pack of, as we've mentioned before, you might be renovating and can't be blowed plain that last bit, well, this is where these posters come in handy, mm-hmm. covering up uh, bits you couldn't be blown working on. So two posters for some lucky listener, all comers who can answer the following question. The question is, HG, what is the proposed name of the sixth franchise in the Super Rugby Series? That's the Australian Super Rugby Series. If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1-800-BACKDOOR-BENNY and make an appointment for the whole family. Now, who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, I think we're joined by Matt in Canberra. How are you there, Matt? I'm well, uh, Roy. How are you? Yes, yes, very well. Now, uh, have you been looking at the Raiders? How they're going? How they're training? Oh, look, I'm a, a, a visitor to Canberra. I'm a Sharks supporter. I'm one of Gallon's crew. Right. right. And what you've gone down there for a weekend of cold, have you? Oh hell no! No, I've been here twenty years, but I'm still flying the flag, and I've turned that light off. Now, what do you think of the proposition of Gal coming out of retirement to play with the Warriors? Based on Terrigal. I, I love it. I, I, you know, a boxing glove one day and a, a, a football boot the next, he's got it all covered, hasn't he? He has yes. got it all covered, yeah. And what did you make of the suggestion that he might be able to fight Iron Mike Tyson? Uh, was that something that uh, got you licking your lips? Oh, absolutely. It's, it just couldn't get any better. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, and do you think rugby league has problems? I mean, you're looking at the start of a season now this weekend or this coming weekend and it's going to go back to being just entertainment and not like what it was. I mean, uh, how much more exciting could it get than when the Sharks won the flag for the first time? Uh, you'd love to see a few people turn up at the games. That would probably help the excitement level. Um, this rugby league TV thing, I don't know. I, I I did enjoy going down to and never feel there and watching the caper from, uh, you know, every now and then. But, no, I don't, I don't go too much these days. No. no Will you enough. be watching it on Thursday night when it comes back? Oh, uh, we'll see. Uh-huh. Oh. We'll see. I don't know. You don't know. It depends what else is on, I suppose. Yeah, well, if you can exactly. find something else on Netflix. You might find Escape to the Country or something on <laughs> That, that's right, you know. Or Midsummer sure. Murders. That's yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was watching one the other day with a folk festival in it, and they were killing off all the singers. It was terrific. <laughs> anyway, anyway, boys. Set, uh, Matt, uh, let Roy set out the question and have a swing at it. Yep. What's the proposed name of the sixth franchise in the Super Rugby Series, Matt? That'd be Rural and Regional Australia. Absolutely right. Well, this poster pack, uh, one of the dream and one of the ice dream, we'll get them in the mail as soon as we can. And in the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, of course... um, you know, because nothing's going on, people fill up the space in terms of the AFL. Yep. And, uh, you know, the police still aren't knocking, so he gets away with it. Now, Eddie Maguire has called for the AFL to play uh, its grand final at night. 
to take advantage of this primetime audience we're alluding to. Right, yes. So uh, this is a bit, uh, I think this is a popular theme when Eddie can't think of anything else to talk about. Mm. He, he reheats this idea. Right. Now, I've got to say is that um, I'm not sure where I stand on this. Mm. Uh, I understand that... Uh, you know, the league is always – obviously everybody knows that the AFL granny is always in the afternoon. Yes. Uh, but Ed believes that uh, the AFL needs to use coronavirus as an opportunity to reinvent itself in order to stay relevant when the world gets back to normal after restrictions caused by the pandemic. Can I point out the world is not going back to normal ever? I don't think so. It's not going back to normal. I hate to no. be the bearer of bad news here, no. but it's not going back to anything like what it was before. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So – is Eddie suggesting that there'd be more viewers, HG, at night rather than during the day? I think he's got his eye on the incredible ratings, TV ratings of State of Origin yes. and also the uh, Big Watusi, yeah. uh, which are nighttime events. Yeah, right. And uh, believes that football played at night. Well, it's got to be special, obviously. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, Bruce McAvaney. Yeah. It's got to be super special. Sure. Uh, and <clears throat> I well, think. Look, that- I, look, the other thing might be, HG, if it is played at night, it may be less obvious that there's no one there watching. So it might televisually look a little bit better. Well, you and I have been very pro moving the both the NRL grand mm. final and the obviously the AFL grand final to yes. Mooney Valley and having it with the night racing. Yes, this is the festival of life. Festival. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, great idea. He says football, whether it's rugby league or AFL, has to compete with Netflix, so an old theme. It has to compete against cinema and against restaurants. Yeah. Now, that's something I've never thought of, that football competed against restaurants. No. I mean, it took the genius of Eddie to point that out yep, to me. Yep, yep. Is that right? Is Eddie suggesting if People we... People would rather eat than watch footy? If we banned football completely, restaurants would go through the roof. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. Now, Should this... we ban restaurants while the season's in motion? Is that what he's suggesting? I think that would be terrific. Okay. And take away outlets especially. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you'd have Eddie complaining about people cooking at home. I know. And not watching the footy. There's only so many hours in the day and so much disposable income. How do we fit it in? How do we fit into it? Mm. How does football fit into our lifestyle? Well, hang on, man. What's our lifestyle? Yeah. Leave that as mate. Don't go there. Yeah. Uh, how does it get, fit into TV? Uh, he said, obviously, it was a no-brainer after the success of Thursday night games, Friday, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and talks about the NRL. As far as the night grand final, there's no doubt that has to come in, I believe. I think there's a chance it'll happen this year, and if only because we need to be prime time for the biggest game of the year. Channel 9 and Rugby League and Fox Sports do a fantastic job with the NRL. That's because there's leadership. Well, I couldn't have put it better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Sunday night, and so if you're Melbourne, see, talks Melbourne. But won't the traditionalists, HG, who love the bounce at, you know, in 2:30. the afternoon, 2.30, that's the way it's always been. That's yeah. the way, you know, granddad saw it, my great-granddad saw it. Anzac story. Anzac story, all of that. Yeah. Eddie wants to turn that on his head and won't, won't he alienate more people the new ones he brings? Do you know what I reckon? are night football freaks, of which... How many are there? Uh, now, can I go the other way and yeah. say as soon as they bring it in, Eddie will start up a lobby to move it back to 2.30. Oh, yes, of course. Do you know what I mean? Because that will give him a bit of purchase on something to talk about. Sure. Now, he says um, you've got to, you know, when you're in Melbourne on the NRL, you've got to watch it because it's a big event mm. yep. on Sunday night. Yeah. 
Oh, hang on a minute. There's lots of people not living in Melbourne in Australia. Yes. He hasn't ever made that connection. Yeah. You've got to see it because it's there in prime time on Channel 9 and you're watching it. Now the AFL are doing it on Saturday afternoon. We're spending a fortune in Queensland, New South Wales. Oh, mm. Everyone's out on the harbour on a Saturday afternoon sticking in prime time. It's called prime time because, oh, it's a no-brainer. Anyway, look, what I find difficult about this is... Do is there any evidence that thousands upon thousands of more people are going to stop watching Satan on Netflix and yeah. tune in? Yeah, yeah. Because I, you I, can't I, go to it. Mm. No. What was your mail earlier on that the uh, AFL will lose the MCG for the granny? Well, because, because of, of cricket, cricket, cricket commitments, HG. Yeah, mm. I, 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 you know, you'd have to negotiate with the BCCI. Oh, don't negotiate with them. And you cannot negotiate with them. So Mooney Valley is appearing to be a much more realistic solution for the grand final than the MCG, unless they truncate the season. See, we don't know yet how long no, the season's going to be, yeah. how many home and away's it's. Oh, well, no, no leadership. No leadership. No yeah. leadership. No vision. Yeah. But all we know is at this stage that the plan is that the grand final is going to take place later in the year than traditionally, than traditionally necessitating the movement of Christmas Day from the 25th of December, where it's traditionally been for as long as I can remember, uh-huh. and putting it in the 25th or 6th of January, depending on whether it's a leap year or not. Yeah. How? <laughs> Would it be enough to suggest that the night final, the night AFL Grand Final would be a, a exhibition that the sport, the code, has ripped the band-aids off and started again? No. Is that enough? Well, well, it might be. It might be. Enough? And if and it's going to be played at night, it won't have to be at the MCG. It wouldn't matter where it was. I know. It could be in because know, they're just Watford making, Oval. They're just making a TV show. They're just making – exactly. And once you get ten points, once you hit the goalpost, yep. Yep. instead of the point, they're just right. going to get somewhere, moving you players are. around. You are. You are. Or if you have the special point – on the oh yeah, the ding-a-ling. the ding-a-ling that you hit that, and if you hit that in the opening, you know, minute, the game. opening minute came over. Perfect entertainment. <laughs> then you flick back over to Netflix and, and see what's happening with the Church of Satan. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community, celebrated each week here on the Bludge. The AFL community, mm. you know, we're already there. Yep. I mean, what more do they want? Exactly. Now, of course, Sticky. You uh, don't know what out. you've got till it's gone, do you? No. You don't no. know what you've got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do come back to the uh, the general thesis that I often say <laughs> yeah. is there's too many players and not enough good ones in the AFL. Yeah. I mean, the rugby league's probably got this problem as well, but it there's, it, it's a different game. But it does. Uh, it does. No, I, I, look, I, th- I think if you're going to rip the band-aid off, really rip the band-aid off, and say so you have maybe only two clubs in, in, in each state. In each state. Now you're talking. What an elegant solution. Yeah. That's now, a brilliant. lot of people are going to hate it. Well, of course they will. But you've but got to the drag new. them if there's leadership kicking and screaming over the line. Thank you. Football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Uh, yes, Roy, uh, something uh, following on the activities in the first hour uh, concerns these, what I describe as biopics that are 
now very popular, uh, biopic may be the wrong word, docos about recent sporting events. <coughs> and oh, yes. we, we had the one that seemed to kick it all off was uh, in Australia at least was uh, Adrian Brown's excellent work, The Test, oh, yes. which seemed to pick up the Australian team around about the sandpaper story mm. and then follow them all the way through to that magnificent test in uh, England. Mm. Uh, now, I haven't seen that myself. The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, I've seen some of that. And uh, the excellent one, or I think the one that stands over all of these is and I can't say it correctly, so I'll just Sunderland till I die, mm. uh, is one about the Sunderland Football Club in England. Now, I see. Yeah. there's uh, a film called The Shambles, which uh, documents your last year with the Lithgow Shamrocks. Mm. And I know you've been adamant for some time that you'll never be shown. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if uh, with the interest in this sort of film, whether you might change your mind, it's, uh, you know, the work of... Um, you know, uh, Cyril DeVoto, uh, the actor winning uh, Lithgow Auteur and features 16mm Super 8 Handycam and stills and interviews, obviously, with a lot of people involved with this. There's a lot of footage uh, which is confronting and I understand the the uh, language and nudity is something that you've probably been awkward about for the, uh, you know, Sure. intervening time, and it does contain very confronting things which I've never seen before in a rugby league uh, film. You know, the death in round one is is catches you up straight away. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. of course, the police were called and, uh, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you're able to deflect sure. attention to Stomper Stains and not yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Mick Benson's disappearance in, in, you know, and I know you don't resolve from that. There's no. Grassy's controversial training techniques, mm. including using witches' hats of funnel. Mm. Uh, there's, um, you know, the, we could deal with language as a separate issue, mm. uh, but there's also, you know, just the endless violence, corruption, max-fixing, extortion and blackmail, all which we considered normal in Group 10 Rugby League. And I've got to point out that kids might be find the torching of the ref's car in rounds 3, 7, 9, 12, 13 and 15 and 16 very confronting and especially rounds 19, 9 and 15 where the ref was actually in the car at the time. Mercifully, the... Fire Brigade arrived in time with the phone and, and we were able to pull the ref out or, you know, there are people who can be identified as pulling the ref out. Yeah. There's incidents at the Bloodhouse Hotel which seem to go on almost every week. And can I just ask, you know, with the passage of time, are you changing your mind and thinking, well, now you can see it as a historical document yeah. and the way that because Peter Verlanderson has changed the name of the game, we'll never return to those sort <clears> of activities? Look, um, I just felt that um, it focused too much on the negatives. That was my feeling, you know. Um, yeah, you know, after a while you get used to, you know, the crew being there and all of that and filmed and, you know. You do. You do. You do. You, I've you, been you that of, experience yeah. and myself. So, and some players, players, you know, you showed off a little bit to begin with yeah. but, you know, became normal after a little while. But I felt that there were certain things that should be left on the field and don't really deserve examination and it's unedifying to do so, you know, when when Skull Nightingale lost his, lost his lower lip, for example, you know. Well, In a biting incident. Well, I don't know, it was bitten off or torn off. I think it was torn off. Mm -hmm. he, he kept playing but it was weird because his lower teeth were always exposed and the jawbone was exposed and... The blood... Yeah, he bled a lot and um, 
you know, anyway, his life changed quite a bit really because he became skull from then on because you could just always see his teeth. And and I don't know if he wanted that dwelled upon. Uh, you know, the, the, it's pretty graphic, the shot, and we know the bloke who did it. We saw him out later. It doesn't matter. You know, when Ray Smith dislocated his shoulder, you know, it was a pretty horrible. People don't need to see that. No. Don't, they don't want Dennis O'Brien's scrotum had to be stitched up on the yeah. field, you know, because yeah. it was a bit of stuff hanging out of it. It mm. was, well, we didn't know what we were looking at really and the doctor was a bit baffled as well. He, I think he just said, well, shut up, mate, we'll stitch it back up and talk about it later. And he he, he played on, you yeah. know, he played on. He's got to try. You did it. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm. He, was, he was a terrific uh, outside centre and... Your eerie shots, I reckon, of Mick Benson before he disappeared. You know, mm. he looked yeah, gone. Really eerie. You know, mm. just imagining that he went for a walk one day and that was it. We never saw him again. Um, you know, Stompers hit on on uh, on Ray Hall. You know, the one you talked about that killed him. Um, I think the 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 show opened up with that hit. It did. It did. And you know, it was before ter- the credits. Yeah, it was a mm. terrific hit. Mm. You know, and mm. textbook. Te- absolutely textbook, mm. except sure, yeah, it was high. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> and it went that bit far. It went that bit far. Just that nano shot. I know, I know, it went that bit far and sure, it probably wasn't a good look for rugby league where the rest of us got involved when he was down. So we all piled on and, well, we were making up for what happened last season, you know, these things. But as I say, these things belong on the field. They don't belong, they're not there for people's entertainment. We weren't playing for people's entertainment. No. We are playing to win for our town, mm. for our club. Tribal. For our people. Yeah, people. For our shamrocks, mm. for Stomper and Grassy, mm. for the for the team. Mm. We were there to win, not to entertain anyone. No. And I think it's it's wrong that, uh, you know, when I had had to have my eye put back in the eye socket, you know, mm. it was weird. Mm. Weird, actually. It was just weird because you could, you could see your feet going up and down. You know, and you were just standing still because it was your eyeball moving up and down, you know, it would come right out of my eye. Mm. Now, that wasn't easy to put in. Mm. Dr Joseph struggled with that one, you know, it nearly, I nearly lost my eye, mm. but I didn't. Mm. But do I, do I want to dwell on that? Do I want to see the footage of that again? Mm. I don't. No. But on the and other I'm not s- alone. No. All of the players have said no one's going to see this. So you are representing the whole pl- team? Well, I was regard. at the time. They, they might have changed their minds. I don't know. Yeah, we, no, we, fair enough. We don't talk about it. No. Now, things like the things that surprised me most were things like the night you moved Grassy's house. That yeah, was, we did. That was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was funny. It was extremely funny. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But what a military. The presbytery, you know. Military was beside the church. Of, and he, yeah. he'd, he'd been going there for years. So we took it out to Littleton, you know, about five or six miles away, I'll speak. God, he was confused. It's funny, though. Yeah, right, extremely and they, funny. And they filmed it, but they didn't show it. No. And you were cross about that. Well, we were really angry about that. Yeah. We thought that was really funny. Yeah, and you thought that was entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah, thought yeah. kids would love to see that as yeah, opposed to exactly. your eye being stitched back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But just continual shots of blokes fighting, blokes vomiting, blokes with gastric, blokes with things stuck up their bums lit. I mean, that's not entertainment. If you are a genuine person of faith and love rugby league, what can you do? Just believe. HG? Now, Roy, just a couple of quick ones. Uh, The SFS, the Sydney Football Stadium, 
uh, is being rebuilt, as most people know. There are some delays, which I don't want to go into at the moment, obviously COVID-19 affected and so on. Sure. But it's suggested that a number of test events be held to prove that it's ready for rugby league. Sure. Because let's face it, rugby league is a demanding game, especially when people come to watch it. Yes. We won't get any of that this year because the crowd won't be allowed. Mm. I'm just wondering what test events you would uh, think of as being suitable for proving that the Sydney football stadium yeah. is now ready for rugby league. It's very tricky, as you, you know. I, 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 in fact, I took a couple of calls about it um, from the state government um, asking a very similar thing. And then I, I, I just said to them, look, look, get, put on something that's going to really drag people in that people are going to love. And I thought maybe the monster trucks. I was thinking monster trucks too. Monster trucks and funny cars and maybe door slammers and uh, in the middle of Sydney. In the middle of Sydney, yeah. I, I just think it'd be something that people, families, family entertainment, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it's always great, always great, always fun, and, and it would test, you know, how well people are served in terms of foodstuffs, yeah. whether the toilets are working, etc., yeah. etc. Et uh, the, the 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 sight lines, make sure that's all right. The the, the audio visual stuff, you know, the, the 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 songs. I mean, having having music tracks play during rugby league now is very important. Whenever there's a breakdown in play, you get a lot of music kick in, and people love that because the last thing you want to do when there's a break in play is actually talk to someone beside you. Well, that's a you'd much idea. rather listen to a little bit of you know. Bon Jovi or something like that. So we can test all of these things. Now, getting the dirt in there and the dirt out, would yeah. that be also a test for the ground staff? Well, it would be, yes. Because what would be great because is Because they've it... got to guarantee that the surface for yeah, exactly. playing is can be, you know, after the trucks have gone, you've got to be able to have that ready within, what, 12 hours? 12 hours. For a game of rugby league? Or what I was suggesting was, you know how, I mean, tears, from, you know, tears, so yeah. many tears, so many memories. That night, not so long ago, it seems now, when Michael Bublé, oh, who yes. loves his rugby league, mm. came out and presented a final night at the SFS. Yes. Now, I think uh, the cheapest ticket was $195, so yeah. there were, it was packed. Packed. It was yeah. packed. I think What the, great value. I know, incredible value. You know, Michael came out and said, you know, mm. my way, sang my way. Did and, he sing my way? Yeah, Did he open way. with my he way? He opened with my way. Wow. Your song. Wow. Uh, you know. How sweet it is to be loved by you. I exactly. He does that and it's a terrific array. He swings. He swings. He does swing. And he yes. talks with the band and wanders around yes. and things. Now, I'm just wondering. Very much at ease, isn't it? Very ease. much at That's ease. That's right. Now, and are you suggesting Michael Bublé come back to open or the test, new one. test the new one? A bridge from the and old And compare to the that concert yeah, exactly. with the earlier People one. would be able to do that. And it's a great fundraiser because, let's face it, money is an enormous yep. problem in the community at the moment. Yes. To, to get the economy moving sure. around that area. And I, I know the people... I it would have... be possible to bring back the audience who went to that one. If you had a ticket to yes. the first one, you could go You're again You're welcome to come to the test event with Michael Bublé. Again. And then get them to fill out a form. What was better about the new stadium than the last one? A, the toilets. Yes, no, just the same. <laughs> The food, yes, no, better, just the same. You know what I mean? You go through it and that's all they've got to do uh, to, get to, to enjoy ticket. the free ticket. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's an excellent idea. And I'll tell you who'd love this most, the Monster Trucks and Michael Bublé, is yeah. the nearby residents in Lang Road. I oh, think yes. Is, who are, yeah. can be a bit uppity. Well, they're bit... going to have to get used to a lot of people coming, you know, I mean, comes with the turf. I, or they have to have to go and talk to Peter Volandis. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Say, so, Peter, you know, we've got to have the monster trucks over by six. Oh. You know, 
Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they, they may be able to put there, pressure on Volandis. Are there curfews in... Uh, no, that's an excellent question. Historically, I think there have been, but I'm not sure what the current right. the current situation is. Well, I think but, common sense has got to be, and it's up to the Australian government to get involved here and uh, and make a decision where the common sense is 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 the is the winner here. I would have thought if things are shut down by say eleven o'clock, allowing the staff then to get in with their Back first moving staff mm-hmm. and have that done by, say, two or three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could complain about that, could they? The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, Roy, I interrupted your um, email work there. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is. Uh, I've got an email here from uh, Ross, HG. Uh, Ross says, uh, gentlemen, I have a copy of the official rugby league Bible that was passed on to me by my father. Bible? Bible. Religion. Yeah. We're back there. Yeah. The book is called Rugby League, The Australian Way. Wow, I haven't heard of this. Nor have I. It was compiled in 1962 by the great Jack Pollard. Like the Bible, it has many expert contributions or contributors Brian Bevan, Clive Churchill, John Sattler, Harry Bath, Dave Brown, Keith Barnes, the list is endless. Is that St Keith Barnes? Yeah. Mm. The Bible has a chapter called Fitness for Seniors by John Morgan, which has a whole section dedicated to wrestling and its importance in the game. Fitness for seniors? And wrestling. Wow, they're way ahead of their time. I'm sure this is the same book Craig Bellamy has been using all these years at Melbourne. When Craig was captain coach of the Turvey Park Lions in 1991, I recall him coming over to our house for a barbecue. I think he may have taken a peek at the Bible when using the bathroom between courses that night. The Turvey Park Lions sacked him because of his crazy wrestling ideas and eventually won the flag in 1993 under a no-nonsense nugget Billy Noke. That's an interesting aside from from, uh, Ross. And there's photographic evidence there. Yes, he's included uh, images from the Bible, HG, where it discusses wrestling and the importance of wrestling uh, in in rugby league. Now, is that part of the Volandis vision? No, it's not. I think Volandis is anti-wrestling. Yeah, he wants the game to flow on. Yeah, rugby league has got nothing to do with wrestling. And so there's your difference. Mm. Now, coming to uh, Bellamy, who you mentioned there... New South Wales Police have cleared all NRL coaches, players and staff of wrongdoing in relation to last year's Dallium Awards after officers raided three Sydney premises uh, this week as part of an investigation into the alleged betting scandal under the work of Operation Fafita. Mm -hmm. Homes in Paddington and Waterloo and businesses in Surrey Hills were raided with officers from casino and racing investigations units seizing documents at electronic devices and computers. All three premises were linked to Stat Edge, a sports technology company, and was used on the night for the judges to cast their votes. The raids came after the NRL asked the police to probe wagering trends in relationship to the coach of the year, won by the aforementioned Mr Bellamy, wrestling star. The request came after several bookmakers reported to the NRL a flurry of bets on Bellamy to take out the honour. It's understood a person won about 20000 by obtaining the judges' votes that were supposed to be sent confidentially after being cast via state edge. Bellamy was not considered the favourite to win 
uh, one of the night's biggest honours. Bookmakers told the Nine newspaper in March that Bellamy was backed into as short as a dollar eighty favourite to win the award, despite opening a much longer odds. Right. Now, what do you know about this story? I know we've talked about this before in other media commitments. Mm. And uh, you... I know I got a call midway through the Daly M saying, Roy, uh, who do you think is going to win Coach of the Year? And I said, well, I think Sticky's got this wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And the voice said, wrong. It's Bellamy. Get your money on now. Click. And I thought, ooh, what's that about? So obviously I did. Uh, I didn't win 20 grand, but... It, <laughs> you got a fair whack. I got a fair whack, yeah. Yeah. And was there any suggestion that this voice... I might have been one of those voices affected by playing rugby league? Well, uh, w- what I would say about the voice, HG, is that when... And it was a he, mm-hmm. and I've told police this, when he did say rugby league, he said rugby league. <laughs> Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Punters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, and uh, Roy, a new email? Yeah, Dave from London. Oh, yes, yes. good, good, good. Because people like the email if they're overseas. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always good to hear from Dave. Now, Dave says, I'd be interested if you could comment on evidence that suggests Peter Volander's recent rebranding of Rugby League to Rugby League is simply the latest evolution of the ancient uh, game Haspartum. Yeah, Haspartum, which we've talked about many times. Which we've talked about many, many times. Now, he says, initial research research shows there may be a correlation between the rebranding of Harpastum over the centuries, mainly due to global pandemics. I'm all ears. I am all ears. He says, Harpastum, first century AD, the classic 100-a-side, two-week-long game with a small ball and maximum violence, death rate of 96% back in those days. It's always been a hard game. A lot of wrestling in those in those days. Then there was the plague, the plague of Justinium in oh, yeah, 541 AD. Yeah. He says number of per side greatly reduced to less than 30 a side due to the difficulty of being able to find 200 men to play the game as a result of the plague. Yeah. Game rebranded to uh, he says Rapi Astrum. Then there was the Black Death in 1342 AD. Uh, ball material changed from traditional rat skin. Uh, t- uh, which was touted as a major cause of the spread of the Black Death through flea-infested ratskin ball. Halftime period introduced after two days of play to remove dead bodies from the field of Fair play. Enough, yes. Game rebanded to Rugby Largstrom. Smallpox, 1560. Yes. Further reduction of players to 13 per side, to modern-day standards. Mm-hmm. Restrictions in allowable levels of violence and assault permitted with an attempt to finish the game with the same number of players alive as at the beginning. Whoa. All right. Game rebranded again. Spanish flu, 1917. Modern version of the game introduced in 1895 in Huddersfield, Yorkshire, as scientists became aware of and take measures to combat the potential for a new looming pandemic, which arrived in 1917 with the Spanish flu. Uh, introduction of modern laws of the game, including uh, only the man in possession of the ball allowed to be legally tackled, etc., etc. Game rebound from rugby league to rugby league. COVID 2020, the latest revolution of Hapastum, with newly proposed rules including tackles be made, bloody, bloody, blah, and game change to rugby league. Excellent. Fascinating, isn't it? I know. 
What I a know. thesis from David I in know. London. And and what's great is to see, again, the virus brings change. Yes. So many of those changes are caused by illness. That's right. That's right. Uh, but it never goes back to how it was. It never goes back. That's the difficulty, back. isn't it? It never goes and that's the, what I'd call the arrow of history, HG, the arrow of history. Mm. I notice, um, I don't know that I can put my, oh, no, I can, I think. And oddly enough, an echo of that is that um, um, one of the commentators, I think it might be Caroline Wilson in um, one of the Melbourne papers, has suggested that it's only a matter of time before the murderer mm. bumps off a few clubs. Yeah. Uh, well, that's got to be his next move. It, it is. The AFL expected it's got to do with uh, yeah. how the salary cap yeah. would work yeah. and if there's not enough money for the clubs to play the salaries, yeah. Yeah. where does it go to from there? I know. Players I think we're looking at two Melbourne clubs. Now, who are they going to be? You'd have to assume that Collingwood and at the moment Richmond be the yeah, other. Yeah, they're the two, aren't they? Yeah, but, what, but there'd be a lot of Carlton fans who are really going to hate this. Yeah, but... Remember, of course, this not as though clubs haven't been moved or taken over. Sure. I mean, you forget that South Melbourne is the Sydney Swans in yeah, history yeah, and, of that's course, true. the uh, Fitzroy Lions are now playing Brisbane. So yeah, change right. is something that happens. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, I'm mindful of is a suggestion here that two players in each club fall outside the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure they're funded in a separate way, meaning right. they're paid more. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering if we should revisit third-party payments. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's the yeah. uh, contracted uh, amount, there's the match payments, and then yep. sometimes in the past yep. there's been somebody who might run a fish tank yeah. uh, operation who's prepared to give you a fish tank for nothing or, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe you know, have a footy jumper sure. franchise that might still be a pair of shorts and stuff like that. I was I always to... given two wardrobes from Finley's for fine furniture when mm-hmm. I was at the Shamrocks mm-hmm. and I sold them. Yeah, well, you would. and Because I had no I had, well, I had a wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> each year? Yeah, each year yeah. I get two. And then the next day I forget what the uh, paper well, I just put it in the paper but, in the yeah. Mercury. Yeah, yeah. And people loved them. Well, you know, two wardrobes as new. Not a bad price. No. And sign? Did you have to sign them? I didn't sign them. No, 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 no. In, f- in fact, I got my neighbour to do it because I was a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, you would. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I always imagined Dick Finley would have come around and said, yeah, Roy, where, where are these wardrobes we've been giving you over the years? Could have been embarrassing. <laughs> Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madam Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side. Yes, and it's time for another giveaway here on bludging on the blind side. Uh, now, look, uh, we've been uh, blessed by Olympic memorabilia and, uh, again, a VHS copy of the official films of the Olympic Games and we go this time to Rome 1960. Oh, it was wow. great, great games. <clears throat> yep. uh, Abibi Bikila was the, was, won the marathon in Bedford and it signalled the entry of the Ethiopian and the, uh, the African runners onto the world distance running scene. Uh, American sprinter Wilma Rudolph dominated the women's track events. She was one of 22 children and suffered from polio as a child, but it didn't hold her back and she went on to win gold. 
She captivated crowds by winning three gold medals. So you can see this has got a, yeah. a fair bit of history to it. Now, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure mm. Reg Spears, the great javelin thrower oh, yeah. uh, from Adelaide, mm -hmm. uh, went to these games and sent himself home in a cardboard box. Those were the days. It was a different time. People didn't have money and so he freighted himself home. It wasn't a cardboard box now that I think about plywood box. Plywood box. Now that I think about it. Did he have air vents in it, HG? He did cut air vents into it. He packed himself some sandwiches, He I did some sandwiches and a couple of thermoses of tea. Good. And uh, it was terrific there. Reg yeah. Spears, a great person. But this is all there. Because it was only a, th would have been, what, a three-day flight in Three-day flight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose from Rome you'd go through somewhere like uh, you might have to come across to Tehran. Yeah. Uh, Tehran, then sure. down to Thailand. Mm. Thailand maybe into Papua yep. New Guinea. Did he talk much about the issue of voiding HG? What happened there? No, no in the biography. <laughs> no, he cut a hole. Right. Uh, oh, he cut a hole. Yeah, you assume right. that a fair bit of the other... Cargo. One imagines the cargo is pretty jammed up, though. Well, you, did. You, you'd have to dig a hole into the bag next door. <laughs> I don't know that he bit of a that surprise far. for that. Yeah. I think he asked for he asked for a, a side seat, All so right. to speak, in the cargo hold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carefully. Anyway, that's all right. there for somebody who can answer the following question. Roy, oh, yes. Is? The question is, HG, based on linguistics, who tipped me off, or who most likely? Tip me off that Bellamy was going to win. Australians are considered the fairest, most honest, decent people on earth. Why? Because they embrace the ethos of the Australian Football League. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Now, yep. we, uh, we've got a question in the air for this magnificent prize, uh, double VHS pack of uh, the official films of the Olympic Games, Rome 1960. For some lucky listener, Roy, who are we talking to? Yeah, we're talking to Peter from Gympie. How are you there, Peter? Good. Thanks, Buzz. Yeah, tremendous. Love yeah. your work. Now, Peter, how do you feel about people from New South Wales or Victoria, or indeed anywhere, going into Queensland? Do you want them there to help out with the with, with to to bolster the tourism industry, or are you worried that they're going to bring virus? Well, I think we've got to look at the bigger picture, Ben. You know, uh, Clive Palmer, he's got pictures all up and down the the coastline here with the big fella. He's looking for a handout. He's having trouble. The blokes he had working for him before were reluctant to go back and work for him. So, I think you know we could pick a couple of people from Batlow or Bathurst from. The Billy could, and I suppose they'd be, you know, fellas that the Billy could could drive a ute and, uh, you know, use a shovel and that sort of stuff. So I'd say bring it in when we, we need them. Yes, you need them. Excellent yeah. thinking, especially I like the idea bringing a shovel. And I, I, love I think bring a uh, shovel from Batlow. Yeah, and I think uh, Clive, as a as a bait for people, could offer a bit of. Well, he's got some of that uh, hydroxychloroquine. I think he might have got three or four million, million bits bits of it there yeah. that he's going to. Try and offload somehow. I know. Well, I know. Could I ask you, could we go a bit further with, you know, Mr. Palmer, the big fella? Could we get him involved in the, 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 rugger, the rugby union side that's from regional and rural Queensland and New South Wales? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that to have great? Well, as she pointed United. out last week, he he did Palmer have a, a he did have a football team there on the that, Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, as in the world game football yeah. team. Yeah, his heart was never in it. I mean, he's, he's a rugby union man. Oh, oh, wow, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, no, no, everybody up here knows it. You know, well, I like, think it's up to the R Rugby Australia to reach out. To? To reach out there, uh, Peter. 
That's an excellent yeah. bit of information, and I did not know that. Now, maybe Roy should set out the question and have a swing. Yep. Based on linguistics, Peter, who tipped me off that uh, Craig Bellamy was going to win the Dally End? Well, I would say uh, the evidence that I had, it's Peter Landis. Absolutely right. Now, Peter, the official films of the Olympic Games, Rome 1960, it's a two-VHS it's a uh, two pack. We'll get them in the mail to you as soon as we can. And in the meantime, thanks very much for bludgeon on the blind side. Harness Racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Roy, just in the organisation of the year coming up, now it's obviously getting underway this weekend, this coming weekend. It's going to be fantastic. I, 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 the level of excitement. I mean, the, the nation is teetering on the very brink of joyful chaos. Mm. Now, then we come to the what I call the back end of the year and we do have a lot of things going on, especially in Melbourne, mm. uh, around the time of, uh, say, <clears throat> October, November through to December. Yep. Now, you were pointing out that the MCG may be going to cricket yes. at, on that uh, special day. Mm. Now, then, of course, we have the problem of things like AFL Trade Week. Trade which, Week. Yeah, which takes up an enormous amount of focus. People forget that this is a religious experience for it most is. people. It is, yeah. It's presented like a religious experience with yeah. the murderer, mm. uh, you know, often announcing, you know, and pick number 12 is etc. Right. So it's a There's very no big talk job. of him killing this as well, is there? Well, I would, <laughs> but I don't want to give him ideas. No, okay. Now, having said that, the as I understand it, mm. could I be right in thinking that the Caulfield Cup could be run after the Melbourne Cup this year to try and free the log jam. Of I did hear there. a rumour of that. Now, is that Volandis? Isn't well, he Mr Racing? Is it- Volandis is Mr Racing in New South Wales and yeah. he once did suggest that there were so many great things going on in New South Wales racing that maybe mm. they could move the Melbourne Cup. Mm. But now with all this other, this cricket, yeah. the T20 World Cup is starting there. That's, I hope that's I've got right. that right I event. Right. Trade yeah. Week, AFL Trade Week. You've got the Grand Finals. You've got the Big Watusi and so on. Uh, there's a lot, the Cox and all that sort of stuff going to be great. But I'm just wondering if this we could break with the tradition. And as you say, the virus, well, as I say, the virus brings change. It does. I never thought we'd change the Caulfield Cup till after the Melbourne Cup. So after the Melbourne Cup. could look good there. What about at night? Is there any talk of the Caulfield Cup at night? Uh, now, the trouble is, and people will be able to tell me this, that yeah. the lights in Melbourne racing are at Pakenham and at Mooney Valley. Right. It doesn't mean that, uh, and let's face it, our electricians are the best in the world, that we couldn't get electric, you know, a, a lit Caulfield yes. up and running by then. Because well, Scott Cam would get that. Well, exactly. He'd Scotty Cam, imagine. Get up in 20 seconds, wouldn't he? Well, maybe a bit longer than yeah, that. Yeah, sure. 20 minutes. Yeah. He'd certainly have the 20 minutes print. to organise it, though. Don't need know who to phone. Exactly. Who's got the wires, who's got the bulbs, yeah. who, you know. A ute. Yep. Step ladder. Yep. And it comes. Uh, I mean, that seems implausible to me that you'd have uh, an. Uh, it would start then the racing spring carnival would start with the Cox, yeah. then the Melbourne Cup, then Derby Day Melbourne Cup, etc. Yeah. Oaks, etc. And then you have the Caulfield Cup. It? It feels you know, wrong. after the Sandown Cup, it's, yeah. it's meaningless. It does. It meaningless. does. Robbed of all meaning. It, it, it does. It 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 does. I hope this can be resolved. Yeah. Uh, I just. Want I, to I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't mind the whole earth. You know being bumped off its access, to be on- honest, which is what's been happening. But I don't want the Caulfield Cup compromised. Is that fair enough? I think that is, is fair that enough. Is that too much to ask? I know. 
I know. I Why doesn't the sports minister get involved? Well, who is the sports minister? Yeah, exactly. I mean. If Bang Bang McKenzie was there, it wouldn't happen under no, her watch. No, and if Jim Molan was in charge of the sporting war cabinet, yes. it wouldn't happen. Whatever happened to not. that? I know. Big Fell Jim. Over. Now. Then we come to the nitty-gritty here and uh, Thursday night, obviously, the religion begins. Uh, and uh, something that competes with Netflix and entertainment, we have, I just want you to get your thoughts on these matches. We won't do this often, but uh, given that this is the start of the season, yeah. again, we should do it. Broncos for Eels. Are you seeing a big entertaining match here? I am. You know, like 40 to nil? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm, going, with, uh, I'm going with the Eels. Yeah. 16-12. Well, now, is that a score that Volandis would approve of? No, he wouldn't, but no. that's why I'm seeing it. Yeah. There'll be a lot of feeling each other out, a lot of ball handling issues, a lot of yeah. drop injuries. ball. Injuries. Injuries. Yeah, maybe down to 14. Yep. You know, if they start with 17, down to 14 pretty quickly. That's right. Now, um, I understand that head office is suggesting 90 to 70 and sort them out, out amongst yourselves. I don't want you coming back in until you've got 90 to 70 on the score. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I yes, did that's think, real entertainment. Yeah, I, I mean, did hear something about that. There was a suggestion at one stage if the civil war between the referees and the rugby uh, league wasn't resolved, that, that maybe self-regulation would occur. What an excellent idea. You, so you don't need a referee, so the players sort it out amongst themselves. It would be a very entertaining game. Now, can I ask, how does the captain's call work with self-regulation? Oh, well, you've got to enforce it. You, you, you've just got to say, right, captain's call. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You know, first punch is thrown. <laughs> That's and, right. And eventually either it is or it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cowboys v Titans, have you got a thought on that? Uh, You're going with the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, Cowboys. Easily there. Yeah. Roosters v Rabbits, this is the match of the round as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Roosters. Now, then we've got Warriors and Dragons. I reckon Dragons easily. Oh, Warriors. Warriors. No, Dragons. Nope. I can't see the Dragons winning, winning a match. game. Now, no. Gal playing for the Dragons, tick. No, Gal's not going to play for the Dragons. Sorry, no, Warriors. Warriors. Sorry, yeah, Warriors. If the Gal's there, even bigger win to the yeah, Warriors. okay. Sharks feed Tigers. Ooh, hard. Sharks. Not much no, exposed no, from. says Tigers. Hits. Okay. Storm v Raiders. This is a good match with the Viking clap. Yep. Absence. Is that uh, Bellamy v Sticky, the yeah, coach? Yeah, I know, I know, coaches. I know, I know. You'd have to go Melbourne, wouldn't you, if you I were think a betting so. man? I think so. Now, I've got no grounds for these things, as in where they're going to be played, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Panthers v Knights. Pan- oh, Knights. Because uh, they've got Cleary. Cleary's not going to be there because no, of the web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> Seagulls v Bulldogs. Uh, Seagulls. Yes. I think. Now, um, Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Justin wants to know, HG, if in the Shamrocks documentary that I don't want seen, whether there was any footage of the <clears throat> Lithgow Panther. There was. It's mm. very compelling footage. Mm-hmm. A blurry image yep. that often turned up yep. outside Watsford Oval. That's right. Can yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, just caught often in uh, the spotlights you mm. know, from the headlights. The turning headlights the corner. of a car turning a corner. And there, there uh. would be sometimes, you know, Mort Street, you know, Martini Parade. See him anywhere. People used to, you know, people used to say hello to it. <laughs> Some people used to feed it, you know. Bloody hell, it got big. <laughs> A lot of people think it might have been in connection with Mick Benson's yeah, disappearance. But it's the, not. It the, wasn't. The panther. There's no suggestion. No of the suggestion pan- at all. No, the no, panther no, 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 no. We were walking to Orange yeah. from Lithgow as part of training. Mick thought he'd take a shortcut. Short cut. Never seen again. Now, um, 
I'm just wondering if if there would be pressure now that we've revealed that this film is in existence, mm. that there would be pressure, say, from the listeners to Bludging on the Blind Side and feeding that into our discussion about entertainment. Now, no, I look, okay. I, I, I don't okay, want okay. to say it's no. entertaining yeah. because it is gruesome and confronting and brutal. <laughs> it is. There's no doubt about that and there will be a bluey on the front of it. You know, please yeah. be advised parents. Parental that, warning. Yeah, parental warning. Make sure you're over However, 60. <laughs> We, we now come to the problem of Netflix entertainment is the competition with rugby league. Why not drag entertaining rugby league onto Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know, I know, I know. See, I didn't look, expect... Look, there will be... Pre- look, if Netflix came to me and said, look, look, honestly, if there's enough money in it, maybe... Oh, I know, I understand this Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But they've got to talk and it's got to be serious. Yeah. Now, I come back to where we were an hour ago. You know, the idea that we were talking about entertainment and the religion of AFL yeah. and the fact that I watched a film about Satan last night. Yeah. See, it's a tight fit when it you is. start looking at it. It is a tight fit. I mean, I can't give yeah. you any idea of the numbers of people who watch the Satan movie, probably not many. Not but many at all. I'd say more people would have been watching Escape to the Country. <laughs> <laughs> but that... that t- and shouting out, you know, 625,000 pounds. You know, but realistically, mm. real estate... Yeah. has been a religion in some parts of Australia for some years now. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you suggesting that somehow we could combine the AFL with real estate? If somebody guesses the value of a house they see a photograph of and the suburb, say you've got Collingwood v Richmond, you've got a Richmond house and a Collingwood house and you've got to guess how much they're worth and whoever's spot on wins the house. What? So if you're a Collingwood fan, suddenly you're living in Richmond. Hey. <laughs> eh? There's now, a twist. There's the, a show. I know, there's a show in yeah, that. Yeah, we hated it here. No, we didn't want to move it. We won the house. What were we to do? Not allowed to sell it. <laughs> See, that's the relevance that Eddie's looking for. I know. <laughs> I know. Just that old data when the AFL's got to, you know, go to these lengths to get viewership. Bludging on the blind side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. I understand the problems and you're very connected to the biosecurity and the rugby league, but it did disturb me that the AFL has really dug itself into a hole and seemingly sort of wanting to prove itself somehow more politically correct than the rugby league in this matter, that we have the houses Mm. where the players live and we have biosecurity experts now. I think there's at least 400 biosecurity experts as a growth industry in Australia Mm. going into these houses, making sure that they're fit and proper for people. And some some footy players live in share houses. Now, what's happening in the share houses is that somehow the other members of the house have to be approved by the AFL. Right. So, as you know, you might have a share house with five or six people living in it and somehow they're seen as not, you know, appropriate oh. to somehow having, let's say... So this is what um, we'd call social monitoring. Social it? monitoring. And okay. it even goes further than that. It relates to the AFL players' girlfriends. Oh, dear. Uh, now... Yeah. How often have they got to be tested? How often can they visit? Are they allowed to live in the shared house with their, you know... Cooking. How much demand is placed by the girlfriend on the player? Yeah. How, you know, he's going to the Gold Coast. He's what? He's not going to the Gold Coast. 
I don't mean to speak on other people's behalf, but I can see that happening a lot. Sure. Somebody say from Strathalbyn. Yeah. No. You yeah. know, I've heard all those stories. I've seen schoolies. I've seen supercars. Yeah. I've seen people fall off balconies. Yeah. It's not, yeah, et cetera. Et cetera, yeah. Then you come to the issue of girlfriends putting pressure on clubs that the players might be training too much. Now you're taking him away from me all the time, for the whole time, for the whole season. I mean, you know, this is going to require a lot of massaging. I can see it being sort of fun. Yeah, for a week or two. For a week or two, but it's not. It's, it's not fun. Look, do you think that the, look the, 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 the AFL is like the rugby league? It's got to get on a war footing. A war footing, and once you're on a war footing, these things tend to work themselves out. You know, you're living here, here, and here. You're not. You off. Yeah, but hang on. Who's deciding this? Are the clubs deciding McLaughlin, this? McLaughlin, the murderer, and, and his and team. his henchmen. I know they've all got blood on their hands. Yeah. The henchmen. Yeah. But they've got to make they've got to be the arbiters. They've got to decide. Now they've got to have dedicated homes with with players that can be trusted, players who are responsible, mm-hmm. and difficult players, player troublemaking players. Stay home. Your grub types. Yeah. They've got to be under constant surveillance mm-hmm. by what you'd call the AFL police. Mm-hmm. Now how they do this, that, that's up to them. But that's the only way this is going to work because we know what players are like. Players are always looking to get out around the edge, around the edge of a problem. Yeah, to break rules. To break rules. Yeah. To catch up with the girlfriend. Understandably, yeah, they're no, only they're, human. I know. But they've, got, they've got to understand that these are the rules. Sorry, war footing, different set of rules. Everything's changed. Now. The arrow mm. of history. Cannot be denied. Mm. <laughs> Coming to the uh, organisation of this, yeah. I mean, uh, would you think that a player had a case yeah. to say, well, look, this is going too far? Yes, he would have a case, mm. yes, in which case the AFL have just got to say, yeah, you've got a case, so see you next year. Yeah, don't play. Yeah, don't play. So and are you worried at all about standards in all of this? Oh, yeah, standards going to be rubbish. <laughs> This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. And it's quite a big topic, Roy, but I just wanted to leave people with the problem of that the integrity unit in the rugby league, I'm not sure exactly where the AFL stands on the integrity unit. I'm sure they've got one. I'm sure it's bumping off players and killing people. But the integrity unit in the rugby league has its hands full. It had the Cody Walker incident. Oh, there was a web of lies, wasn't it? The web of lies before that. Uh, I believe that the integrity unit in rugby league is too harsh. I think that Cody Walker was hung out to dry. I believe the web of lies person was hung out to dry as well. And can I point out that the police in this matter are often investigating the police. So there's a lot of police involved in the integrity unit. I don't like it. And when they come to talk to players like Wayne Bennett, they're talking to police people. Who know every trick in the book the police are going to use on him and can swerve around him. That's true. Now, I don't like this. I think there has to be somehow neutral, impartial, peacekeeping types involved in these things because the police on the police, I mean, what are we going to do? Hit each other with telephone books? Is that what it's going to be reduced to soon? That's what's going to happen, without doubt. Without doubt. I agree with you. What about retired High Court judges, HG? I don't know how many we've got. Wow. But they might. 
you know, have a bit of time on their hands and be interested in arbitrating, sniffing about rugby league. You know, they'd have some questions to ask. Excuse me, Mr. Bennett, were you informed by Cody Mr. that Mr. Cody uh, Walker that something had gone on? Oh yeah, I was mm. guilty. <laughs> well, of course, the police don't know how to deal with. I mean, no. Yeah. Well, they just go in with the telephone book and expect yeah. Wayne do blub. Well, he's yeah. not. Yeah, he's not going to do that. <laughs> no, he's going to resist and uh. stay stum and say, "Oh, I talked to my lawyer." Mm. That sort of smart mm. talk, you know. Mm. I, I just worry that somehow we're building a, in both codes. Yeah, we're storing up a lot of ill feeling, for want of a better way, because <laughs> yeah. of all these things that we're talking about here. Mm. I take your point. The arrow of history. The yeah. arrow of the history. Arrow of history. Yeah, go straight on. So you That's lump right. it or do you like it or lump you it? You like it or lump it. And if your shoulder isn't to the wheel, we don't want your shoulder. And do you think we're not going to see a lot of shoulders that we've seen in the past and enjoyed in the past in the current season? Yeah. See, a lot of players we won't see again. No, I know. The only thing I'm really looking forward to now this year, HG, is uh, the, the uh, country rugby football team. No, you mean the, the Anzacs? Anzacs. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. And to. when do they gather at Concord Oval? Concord Oval next Sunday at let's say eleven o'clock. Uh huh. All players interested in the Anzac come along concept in the Anzac concept, and we'll talk about what the Guernsey's going to look like and who's know, sponsors who's sponsors and, and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's going to be terrific. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> see how many turn up. And if you, let's, I tell you one thing, you should do is draw up a maybe a, a sketch out of a fixture list. Yeah. So we've got an idea where people will be because people may find it hard to go to Perth to play. Oh, look, yeah, I, I don't know where the game's going to play. I've no, I've no idea. Yeah, but I, you understand no what I mean? I, mean, I do understand what you, you mean. Know, people, people are going to be committed. Committed, You yeah. know, so if you've got a job, don't come. Uh, that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side for this week. Join us next week when we'll bludge on the blind side all over again. Bye now. It's a captain's call, thanks, ref. Blokes. Let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.